um, open your Bibles to the book of Daniel. We're going to pick back up here in Daniel. This will be our second week in Daniel. Uh, Daniel chapter 1. And we, we saw last week that um, we're in this series entitled Life-Changing Choices. Amen. We are in this series entitled Life-Changing Choices. Amen. And so um, if you go to verse uh, 8, Daniel chapter 1 and verse 8. I'll just read one verse, and we'll, I'm going. I'm going to deal with the rest of them, but just for the interest of time, one verse. It says, "But Daniel made up his mind that he would not defile himself with the king's choice food or with the wine which he drank. So he sought permission from the commander." of the officials that he might might not defile himself. I want to talk about this morning making the best of a bad situation, part two. Making the best of a bad situation. Uh, the choice of acceptance. I told you last week that in this journey, in this life, <clears throat> there will be some choices that you make that can ultimately alter and change your life forever. Bad things, people say, happens to good people. We always ask why. Why does bad things happen to good people? And I always ask the question, how good were they before it happened? I wish I had somebody. You see, sometimes things may appear to be a certain kind of way. But what we got to realize is that when bad things happen to us, we have to always keep the context in mind. That number one, we live in a fallen world. That when this world fell into depravity, through the decision and the choice of our father, Adam and Eve. We are now in a situation where we are reaping the benefits or the curses of what has happened. You understand what I'm saying? For instance, work should have been a pleasure. But the Bible says by the sweat of your brow, you will till the land. Work becomes very difficult. Very hard. As a matter of fact, some of us deal with workplace mess all the time. Am I right about it? A woman who has a child will always have what? Pain. Because of what? The consequences of, of the choice that they made. You see, the choices that we make in life are critical. And, and I believe that we have to really pay attention before we really make a choice that can either alter our lives, amen, or either destroy our lives. In this particular passage today, we find that Daniel 
did not have a choice. He was forced into a situation. But the situation would not have come to pass. They would not have been sent to Babylon for 70 years if Israel would have made the choice to be faithful to God. I'm trying to help somebody. All through scripture you find that when choices are made, Achan, amen, when he decided to hide the spoils, what happened? The camp, they, Israel went out to fight, and what happened? They were defeated. Come on, somebody. You see, I believe all of our choices, amen, can alter our destiny. And I believe that there are times when we're facing the toughest trials in our lives. And, but we have to be ready to make the what? The right choice. The question is, though, how do you make the best of a bad situation? I told you last week that. One of the key strategies of the enemy is that when Daniel was facing this test, this test was about changing their identity. Can I help you with something? The enemy does not really want you to know your identity in Christ. He does not want you to know that you're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. He does not want you to know that you have the mind of Christ, that you have the spirit of God in you, come on, that you have grace and mercy. What he wants you to believe is that life will always be the same. Do I have anybody? You see, you see, God wants us to understand that change, it can be difficult, but change is necessary for us to go to the next level. Do I have anybody? We can't say we're going to change, we're going to go to the next level, but we want to stay the same. You see, Daniel had survived much. I told you last week they wanted to change their literature. They wanted to change their language. They wanted to, matter of fact, they wanted to change the way they learned. They wanted to change their loyalty. But lastly, they wanted to change their legacy. I want to tell you something. Anytime the devil tries to change your name, he's trying to destroy your heritage. Do I have anybody? But there's one. There was a few men. Young, these were, these were teenagers. These young boys were 16 years old. Watch this. And at 16, they already had values. At 16, they had made the choice. Listen, when they went into Babylon, they had the choice whether to be different or ride with the crowd. Tell your neighbor, that's a choice. I'm talking to my young people today. You could decide when you go to school whether you're going to hang with the, yeah, you're going to hang with who you're going to hang with because guess what? It will affect everything you do. We have to remember that every bad situation may be a setup from God. Are you with me? So Daniel, now we get to, the, get to verse 8. We find that in, in verse 7, they, the commanders assigned them new names. I told you when, you when they change your name, they're changing your identity. The world wants to change our identity, right? The world wants to drown out what God has went to Calvary to do for us. Are you with me? The world does not want you to know the truth about your life in Christ. But what can the world teach you about your life in Christ? Nothing. Amen. The Bible says I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but what? But Christ who lives in me. 
And so understanding your identity, but realizing that the enemy wants to take your identity. Are you with me? Daniel now, amen. He said, how do you do this, Pastor? How do we make the best of a bad situation? Look at it. It says, verse 8, it said, but Daniel made up his mind. Man, listen, I, I, I understand something about this because I haven't always been there. Are you with me? There are some people who make up their mind and then they go back. You ever, you ever say, I'm not going to do something? And then two days later, you're doing it again. And so how do you make it? It's a bad situation. And see, sometimes I believe that we, we milk the bad situation. Sometimes we, we look at the bad situation. We say, oh, that's an excuse to do this because this has happened to me. You with me? But watch this. The first thing that Daniel did, write this down. He guarded his heart. He gu See, the mind that he's talking about here is really his heart. Even with all that he was going through, even with everything that he was struggling with, he guarded his heart. Pastor, how do you guard your heart? You stay in the word. You see what I'm saying? Keep the word in your heart so that you will not sin against God. But if you're gonna make a if you're gonna make the best of a bad, bad situation, don't let the situation affect your heart. Guard your heart. For from your heart comes what? The issues of life. And I want to tell you something. Satan knows how to play tricks on our minds. Do, do I have anybody? Amen. And when the bad situation comes to you, don't let it affect your heart. It may affect your exterior, but don't let it affect your interior. Because whatever you put in your heart from there on out will be how you walk through this bad situation. Do I have anybody this morning? The text says he, 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 he made up in his mind. What did he make up in his mind? That he would not defile himself. This is a teenager. At 16, he knew how to guard his heart. Can I tell somebody something? Don't give away your heart. Amen. That, that, that means stop falling in love so quick. You don't even know that. I mean, you, let, me, let me stop. He said, <laughs> guard your heart. Because it's where everything begins. But the text says, a 16-year-old, I admire him. He says that he would not defile himself with the king's choice food or with the wine. Which teenager wouldn't want that? Which teenager would look at the situation? Okay, we're in Babylon. We're going to be here for 70 years. Watch this. We're going to be here. We ain't going nowhere. Amen. But watch this. But he made up in his mind. That he would, you know what this equates to? Peer pressure. Yeah. See, you could be like everybody else, or you can be who God called you to be. I'm trying to help somebody. You, you could be like everybody else, or you could do the right thing even when, watch this, when nobody's watching. Because that's the real you. You with me? So not only... 
did he guard his heart? But the second thing is he didn't give in to the pressure. I believe that's the issue with most people. The average teenager peer pressure acceptance and, and, and you know from everyone else, you would think about survival. Amen. That's what the average teenager would think. But not Daniel. Daniel said, listen, I don't want nothing from the king's table. Because I know the king of kings. I know the one who made the table. Forget that. <laughs> Amen. But it tells me that he had good instructions at home. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Can I help you something? God is preparing you to go live in the real world. When you come into the house of God, you come to get a word so that when you step out in this world, you will know how to handle situations when they show up. Do I have anybody? You see, if I was Daniel, I would go for survival. You understand? I'm like, man, listen. Man, listen. I, I'm going to eat from the king's table because there's wine there. I mean, there's stuff there I like. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Daniel understood this was not right. And you know what he stood on? Guess what he stood on? Principle. And guess what he stood on? The principle from God's word. Because God's word said that they should not defile themselves by food that was offered to idols. So you want to know why he said he don't want the king's choice food? Because he's like, man, I'm not defiling myself because I'm standing on what? principles some of us we go for self-preservation this would be justifiable given the situation but the difference was Daniel knew the word of God and when you know the word of God come on somebody you know the right thing to do because the Bible says to him who knows what is right and does not do it it is what Seeing that Daniel was more concerned about how he looked before God than how he looked before the world. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. He guarded his heart. He, he didn't give in to the pressure. But watch what he says next. Watch what the text says next. The text says, and, and, and what did he do? He says, now, he says here, he says, and so he sought permission from the commander of the officials that he might not defile himself let, let me help you let me help you with something when we get into bad situations we feel like our situation is so big that we don't have to follow rules anymore lord have mercy that the rules don't apply to me no more because guess what? My situation is so bad, Pastor, that guess what? I ain't got to sit down. I ain't got to do Give me my next point. So what did he do? He submitted to those who are in authority. So when you're in a bad situation, don't think that your situation is so bad where you got to break all the rules. Don't use the situation as an excuse to go out and become reckless with your life. Daniel helps us to understand that our situation, when our situation is bad, we need to submit to whoever God has placed over us. Some of you dealing with workplace stuff. Some of you dealing with stuff, you, don't, you know, you, you're trying to get out of that situation at your job. But guess what? It does not mean that you've got to have a bad attitude about going to work every day and think that it's going to change and you praying. <laughs> In other words, 
He sought, I thought that was so intriguing, that he sought permission. He had a justifiable reason not to submit. But he understood that the Bible says in Romans 13 that whoever is in authority over you is placed there by God. Can, can, can I help somebody with something today? Maybe God has you and I in that situation so that we can learn how to follow. Or we can learn how to make it through these bad situations so we don't have to repeat those situations anymore. Do I have anybody? You know what Daniel didn't do? He didn't go around the system. He worked through the system. Watch the text. Watch verse 9. And, and look what it says. Now watch this. If he did not do verse 8, the last part, he would not have gotten to the first part of verse 9. Look at verse 9 for a second. Now what? <laughs> Tell your neighbor God. God granted Daniel what? How many want favor today? How many, how many are going through some situations and you need to, listen, I want to tell you, this is the biblical way to handle it right here. Guard your heart. Don't give in to the pressure. Submit to wherever God has you because guess what? It's going to be good for you in the end. You coming out of that better than when you went in. Do I have anybody? But watch what he says. He says, God, God, only God can do that. God granted Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the commander of the officials. I thank God this morning that Daniel had no idea that God was going to grant him favor and compassion in the sight of the man, watch this, who could control, deny, Stop, hinder, push him back, but he held on to God's word. Can I help somebody with something? No matter how bad it looks, obey God's word. The, the, the next thing, the next point, not only did he submit it, but, but the next thing he did, he trusted. This is the key thing right here. He trusted God and his word. You know, people say they trust God until they get in a bad situation. And then you get to see how bad, how much you trust him. Even the worst of us, God can take our enemy and change their hearts. Even that difficult boss, that spouse, that child, that business partner, partner God can give you favor and compassion before people, watch this, who can push you forward. Come on, somebody. Listen, listen. Not everybody who's in authority is against you. God is positioning you. Oh, I wish I had a few people here. It looks bad right now, but that situation that God has allowed you to get into, watch this. Stop saying it ain't my fault and say, God, I thank you, and I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust your word, and I'm going to trust you because my lack of faith shows that I don't trust you when I cave in, when Give up when I listen when I get frustrated. Guess what, God? I'm holding on to what I know from your word. 
making the best of a bad situation. You, you won't know what favor looks like. Amen. If you don't go through something. I'm going to say it one more time. You won't know what favor looks like if you don't go through something. Don't fight the system. Submit to God and go through the system. And whatever God allows, we accept because his word is true. Because God is real. Do I have anybody? Guard your heart. Don't give in to the pressure. Submit to those who are in authority, but trust God and his word. And lastly, verse 10 <laughs> said the commanders and the officials said Daniel, he says, I am afraid of my Lord, the king, who has appointed your food and your drink. You see it? For why should he see your faces looking more haggard than the youths who are your own age? Then you would make then you would make me forfeit see my head. You gotta understand the context here. Their assignment was to take care of these boys and raise them up to put them in in, in, in the offices in positions of authority. And if they did not accomplish that task, they could lose their lives. Daniel knew what was at stake. The, the, the commander knew what was at stake. But God ultimately knew everything. Watch the text. But Daniel said to the overseer, whom the commander of the officials had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for what? Ten days. And let us be given some vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our parents be observed in your presence. And the appearance of the youth who are eating the king's choice food. And deal with your servant according to what? You see, let me fast forward the story to verse 15. Verse 15 says, at the end of 10 days, <laughs> the appearance seemed what? Tell your neighbor better. And they were fatter than all the youths who had what? Who had been eating the king's choice food. So what do I see here? The last thing I see is I see that he had faith versus the commissioner's fear. You see, faith is how you make a, the best <laughs> of a bad situation. You see, in bad situations, saints, what we usually do, we don't throw out a challenge, we run. We don't stay the course sometimes because our faith is not strong enough. And I'm talking to somebody here today, if you guard your heart, your faith will be what carries you through to the next level. Do I have anybody here this morning? 
who want to go to that next level. And when I say that next level, I'm talking about the next level in your faith. But I'm not talking about challenging the devil. I'm talking about testing a principle. The principle of faith is this. In 10 days, if I read my Bible, <laughs> in 10 days, if I give up alcohol, in 10 days, if I give up whatever, 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 will I be a better Christian? Will I be in a better situation? In 10 days, amen, my situation is going to go from where I am now, come on somebody, to another level. Why? Because I have the faith over the fear that's presented me. You see, Daniel did not know, but what he did know is what he saw before. What did he see before? He seen that God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think he's seen hallelujah because you know daniel had insight if you go to chapter 12 right at the end of chapter 12 you find that he understood what's coming next but i thank god that at 16 years old he had the kind of faith that can get him out of any situation and if you fast forward the story just a little bit further, you'll find out that when he got thrown in the fiery furnace, he had the same faith to put his God to the test. He had the same faith to put the word to the test. You go a couple clicks down and you find that when he was challenged again, he said, my God, you can't stop me from praying. Why? Because I know prayer changes things if you fast forward the story right there you find daniel now is thrown into the lion's den but i thank god that in that lion's den a bad situation you found that it was his faith in god that caused him to prevail what i'm saying to you this morning is that your faith has to be the very thing that you use to get out of your situation. One day while flying his plane, a pilot noticed a small cloud up ahead. He decided to fly through it. Once he got into the midst of the cloud, he realized that it wasn't that small after all. <laughs> he decided to pull up the plane. And for a long period of time, he was pulling up, amen, to the point where the nose of the plane was pointing down. Still not able to come out of the cloud, the pilot began to get a little distraught. With, with all of his maneuvering, he began to wonder if he was right side up or upside down. Tell your neighbor, right side up, upside down. Sweat began to pour down his face because he didn't know his position in the cloud. He started to feel upside down. He checked his instruments and they said that the plane was right side up. I'm going to say it one more time. He felt like the plane had tipped over, but the instrument was telling him something different. The pilot made a decision at that moment to believe the instrument 
even though his emotions were leading him differently. It took a lot of energy to believe those instruments were telling him the truth. Finally, he came out the cloud, not far from the ground because the cloud was low, and when he came out, he was right side up. He believed what he felt. Had he believed what he felt, he would have been dead. I'm trying to help somebody. You see, oftentimes in our faith, we go with feeling over fact. I'm trying to help somebody. God's word is the instrument, and you got to trust the instrument because guess what? It will always lead you to land safely. Do I have a witness? And I want to tell somebody here today, your choice to turn a bad situation around is solely based upon your faith. Trusting God and his word. Because let me say this, thing, say this to you. The only thing you have left is his word. God will never leave you nor forsake you. But you have to believe in your heart that where he's leading you, and even though he's leading you through some storms right now, or whatever you're going through right now, you have to believe that he can take a bad situation. But you got to be ready to take that bad situation and turn it out for your good. You can't give in to the pressure. And if I were to say anything of all those points that are important, guard your heart. Let nothing come in your heart that will cause you to be vexed, to be upset, to move into, into denial of what God is doing in your life because that's the true test. You're wondering why. And God is saying, ask who? Stop asking why. And ask this question. Who's in control?